You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to episode 72 of the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Joining you, as always, is me, Gandalf, Nathan, and after uh, much anticipation, Matt Powell is back, (laughs) and here we all are together. Okay, so so time out. I want to come back to celebrating Matt's return, but you just just took away my place as last name guy. I was just going to say you just did it backwards. I don't think people (laughs) even know my last name, but they do know Nathan Van Horn. Uh, Nathan Van Horn and and Matt Powell. It's just just Nathan now. By the way, if y'all don't know, Gandalf's real name is... Oh, <laughs> sorry. Just ratted you out, bro. So I, I really well, figured this yeah. was part of Haley's elaborate conspiracy to get people to call me Nate. And yeah. I'm like dropping the last name. It's like a, it's a firm step in that direction. So, man. <laughs> oh, Nathan, gosh. I will make I make this solemn promise to you right now. I will never call you Nate. It's mm. not happening. So <laughs> thank you. Haley, I know you're not listening, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, Stop trying to make Nate, Nate happen. Well, I won't either, Nate, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, there it is. Well, this 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 feels so weird, though, because like, um, if you're a regular listener, you know that we missed last week. We didn't have an episode out. Uh, but to us, from where we're standing in time, it's been almost a month, or it has been a month since yes. the three of us have been recording together because of... Um, uh, just re- just various life things. Nathan, you've been doing some life changes. Matt, uh, I don't know if I call it a life change, but dude, it nearly been, uh, was a life change. As in, like, it nearly end was. of life. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was so scary. Uh, the last time that you all recorded, and those were two great episodes, fellas. I, I really was blessed by listening to those, but uh, we didn't really know what was going on. Uh, so, for our listeners who are curious, uh, I had some serious shoulder pain and then it got really bad uh shoulder pain that was 10 out of 10 for me like i I couldn't talk i couldn't see um turned out i had a septic shoulder and uh so i ended up having to be surgically cleaned out and by the grace of god they caught it before i went sepsis but i ended up having to spend a good amount of time in the hospital and uh it was very, very scary, and by the grace of God, these things were caught. Yeah, just and a very pernicious staph infection, right? Very, yeah, yes, absolutely. And so, I, man, I look back on it now, and there, this is not the time nor the place to to go through all the the details of how God provided just the right person at just the right time to catch all this. I mean, I was. According to the infectious disease doctor at the, our hospital at the North Mississippi Medical Center, I was very likely days from losing my arm and my life uh, mm. just because I would have gone sepsis. It had gone to my heart or brain and had a, a MRSA infection. And believe it or not, guys, you know what they're blaming it on? I got a, a, 
a cut when I was fishing from a fish hook that turned to a staph infection. And that infection, that little tiny cut on my finger went to my shoulder, gave me a septic shoulder, got in my bloodstream, put me in the hospital and nearly claimed my life. And so I just, man, crazy from a fishing hook. Well, and that, and that pre-existing boating injury. Yeah, the pre-existing boating injury last year is what weakened my shoulder. Uh, eventually had an MRI. I had uh, my infection markers on the MRI were just off the chart. I, I, I will say, it was, it was funny. Uh, I called my grandmother and I was telling her about this pain I was experiencing. And I, I just said, Nana, I just, I mean, I, I can't see straight. I can't even hardly, when it gets flares up, I can't even say my <laughs> wife's name. And she said, oh, well, honey, you know, when your granddad was living, you know, he had a shoulder injury. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I said, you know, how did he deal with it? And she's like, well, I don't know. He just sat there. She said, I guess I don't know if he hurt or not. And I was like, oh, so pretty much I'm a wimp. <laughs> but I did get some vindication when I had the MRI and the doctor said, wow, you should be in the floor and screaming. And I said, well, I have been. So uh, <laughs> that that helps me at least feel justified that I'm not a wimp. I so. am a warrior. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> well, Matt, we, we're glad that you're back and we're glad that you are, you know, well on your way to recovery. It would have been terrible had, had that worsened. Um, listener, mm. if you go back to episode 69, when Matt first missed an episode, we were like making fun of him for like falling out of his boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So that would have aged incredibly poorly had the Lord's hand not been in this. And let, let the right. record but, state that, yeah, but God uh, was, you know, uh, yeah, because at first we didn't know what to make of this. And, and so I didn't let, either. Let the record state, we've done a lot more either. processing than was recorded on air. Yeah. <laughs> right. And right. praying. We've, we've certainly been praying for you. And this, also, I mean, this has been crazy, dude. I mean, it's this been has crazy. Been... And Nathan came to see me in the hospital. That was, I won't forget that, brother. And um, you had a lot going on because not only have all these things gone on in my life and God been gracious God's been doing a lot of things in Nathan's life, too. So I'm going to let him talk about it. But perhaps you know is that Nathan has moved to First Baptist Church of Corinth, Mississippi, to be their pastor from First Baptist Meridian. And yes, I, and uh, I want him to describe it, but I, I do want to say something because I know there are people from First Baptist Corinth who listen to this um, podcast and also people from First Baptist Meridian. Yeah, and, um, and y'all y'all pray for for my beloved Meridianites. They're they're so good to our family, and pray for First Baptist Meridian. Uh, they they're back in their sanctuary after that renovation, yep. um, and they're also starting a pastor search. So be in prayer for them. We love you, Meridian. Um, and and hello, Corinth. We just relocated here last week. I joked, by the way. Um, I I was born in Louisiana, and when I got in town. Uh, last Tuesday night, last Wednesday, we had 80 mile an hour winds. There was damage all around town. And I said, you know, I'm from Louisiana, but y'all didn't have to welcome me with a, you know, a hurricane party. Oh yeah. Uh, so. The tornado that came through. Oh, uh, but here, it's something I want to say for the Meridian folks that are listening to this podcast. Um, Nathan and I do this podcast together. We're also friends. I mean, all three of us are friends. Um, but Nathan and I um, 
talk regularly on the phone. In fact, Haley calls me uh, uh, Nathan's girlfriend <laughs> because <laughs> because we talk so much on the phone. And Haley is Nathan's wife, by the way. But anyway, Nathan and my, I my talk. My actual wife, yeah. Yes, the actual. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Nathan and I talk all the time. And I just want the people of First Baptist Meridian to know Nathan loves you. There was not a single time that we ever talked that his love and care and affection for the people of God at First Baptist Meridian did not shine through. And I, that is not always true when it comes to pastors. I have a lot of pastor friends, and I love them. But so often when you get together, it's, let me tell you what's going on in our church, and these folks are frustrating me, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Not so with Nathan. He loves the churches that he pastors. So I just want the First Baptist Meridian people to know. That's kind, man. Thank dude, you. Dude, it's true. It is, is, I mean, it is so true. And you know it's true, but you're not going to say it. But I know how much you love First Baptist Meridian and how difficult this was for you. And if you're from First Baptist Corinth, you should be encouraged that you have a shepherd coming who is going to love you. And so God's ways are not our ways. And, you know, we all belong to him and he can move us, any of us, not just in people who are in vocational ministry. He can move any of us at any time. Gosh, I my life was great on March the 18th. And then like the next day I felt like I was dying. None of us know what's going to happen in the future. Well, you almost but, were dying. Yeah, I know exactly. But I, I just, I wanted to say that uh, as a third party to the relationship between the folks at Meridian and their pastor is this man loves you. And I'm so grateful that you all have loved him so well and look forward to all that God is going to do in Meridian also in Corinth as well. Anyway, Amen. that's that. Amen. Hey, can I just say, um, first of all, thank you for saying all that. But on the on the other hand, I'm slightly sad because uh, things have been so serious so far. I really wanted to do like a welcome back, Mr. Cotter thing to the episode <laughs> for Matt. Welcome back. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And just call you Mr. Cotter for the rest of the episode. But now we can't do that because it's serious. <laughs> so that's right. opportunity squandered. No, it, it's it, it's OK. It's okay. Uh, one other thing, uh, since you know, we have taken a good portion of this podcast already to do some housekeeping details. So since I was confined to the house, uh, I did quite a bit of thinking about the podcast and, and life and stuff like that. And of course, these guys are always thinking as well. That's a dangerous prospect for Matt Powell, that, that's the right. campaigner. <laughs> I was thinking about um, that's right the, the line from Beauty and the Beast from Gaston. Gentlemen, I've been thinking <laughs> a dangerous pastime. I know. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. Oh, that's uh, funny. Matt was in his house or dreamatorium. Go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think it's fair to say that this podcast has exceeded all of our expectations um, I, from the listeners, from us. Like I, I just never we we are getting feedback now every week from people that are across the country, uh, out in Oregon, uh, in 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 Georgia, Alabama, Missouri, Illinois, 
uh, Texas. I mean, and we don't know these people personally, and you know who you are, and and there's other states as well, and even some uh, foreign listeners. And I just never would have thought that that was possible. And I'm still trying to hide the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we do want to continue to grow the resources that we're seeking to do with this podcast, because one of the things that this has done for me personally is I have benefited in my growth in the scripture from having this conversation about connecting dots in the Bible. Like, I, I cannot tell you how much I have learned just by being a part of the conversation. Hopefully, you all are doing the same. But as we are wanting to expand that idea, uh, please pray for us because uh, there's some things that we would like to do. In fact, Nathan, why don't you speak to those? Yeah. So, one of the things that has, you know, it's, you know, you said exceeded expectations. That's an understatement for me. I, it exceeded my expectations when we got one review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts that didn't come from any of us. Like so, right. I, I, you know, Matt, you are the eternal optimist. I was I was excited about participating in this, but I didn't think anyone would listen to it. Um, y'all remember that? I'm not telling you anything you didn't know. Um, That's right. Yeah. The uh, I was like, it'll have three listeners. <laughs> Us. And it, uh, all, 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 all of our mothers. But, uh, <laughs> my mother doesn't listen. My mother-in-law listens. Love yeah. you, Gina McNeese. Um, but uh, I, what I've been surprised is not only that people have listened, but that listening has not scratched the itch. Uh, in many cases, people want more. Um, does that make sense? So I, I've been asked by folks about, um, oh, one of our faithful listeners, Jane. Oh, I love you, Jane. You know who you are. Um, but Jane, Jane is going to lead a Bible study of women, and they're just going to like weekly study scriptures in conjunction with with the podcast and use kind of that as a discussion starter or a prompt as they get into the text together and ask some new questions. Um, I, I've been asked if we have thought about doing you know some printed resources. I've been asked if we've. Uh, considered doing some video resources. And uh, certainly we have talked and, you know, more dangerously, Matt has dreamed uh, while he was at home about some of this stuff. We, we, we have some ideas. We don't know what, um, we don't know what shape all of those will take or what uh, resources or measures it will take to make some of those uh, ideas into realities. But we do ask for your prayers on that because we're excited. We think there is something, uh, not not for us. We we just like people getting in the scriptures excitedly, um, and so we we want to see where God takes this. I mean, my 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 primary calling is always that of pastor. I never don't want to be a pastor, um, but if this is a resource uh, or you know a, a platform that God can use to to minister in His churches and ultimately His church, then man, that would just throw me to death. Absolutely, I agree. And uh, listener, if you have any suggestions or input on things you'd like to see from us going forward, you can do that by going to our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com, leaving us a a message, review, some criticism, or just a little, maybe a um, inspirational thing about how you, the, listening to the podcast has affected you. We love getting those. Um, I, we, we read every single one of them. Yes. Yeah. Even, even when Gandalf sends them at 2 a.m. in the morning. Even when I send them at 2 a.m. Uh, to, to Matt and Nathan Van Horn. I, I but, read uh, it the next morning, but not. Uh, 
<laughs> I haven't done I'm that not in a while. sleeping I'm right informed. now, so I read them at 2 a.m. There it is. Oh, no. Speaking but... of sleep. That's right. There, there hey. we go. There Someone had to segue us into the text. That's right. That's um, right. Uh, today, I do want to talk. And by the way, please do leave the feedback. And please, if you have any ideas for how we could use the prod, uh, podcast, uh, share those with us. We're, we're, there's a couple of speaking opportunities where we're going to present some stuff. But if you have ideas, we would love to hear them. So, uh, But segueing, because we're almost 17 minutes in and haven't even read scripture, um, y'all, let's look at the aftermath of Abraham believing God. We talked a lot about the resurrection logic of Abraham's faith, that God um, makes Abraham this promise that requires the power of a creator and the faithfulness of a covenant maker. Um Abraham believed God. It's credited to him as righteousness. What's really interesting for me is right after Abraham believes God, God repeats an affirmation and Abraham has a new question, right? Uh, So uh, in honor of Matt being back, Gandalf, I nominate you to read. All right. Um, I can do that. (laughs) And uh, today, let's, let's begin. We certainly won't fit this in the rest of this episode. This might be two more episodes. Let's begin looking at Genesis 15, 7 through 12. All right. This is Genesis 15, 7 through 12. And as always, we're reading from the ESV. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you the land, this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he brought them all he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Good stuff. All right, so what in the world do we do with that? Uh, all I know is that after reading the items that God was asking of Abram, I'm going to name this episode and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> well, so first thing, there's some really cool stuff here. Um, I, I do want to throw in a side note, which is not the main point we're going to make, but we just celebrated Easter. Mm. Um in verse number seven, it says, and he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. So it's interesting because as we're dot connecting, remember, they are experiencing the Exodus and reading Genesis. God is going to bring them out of Egypt into the land that they're going to possess. So there, there is this pattern of God bringing a people out and Abram would have had to have crossed the Euphrates and then bringing the people in as well. So it, it's interesting that parallel there, but what's, yeah. And you have, you, know, you have, so there's a lot in this passage. Uh, this passage links forwards and backwards a lot, mm-hmm. but you, you definitely have links to Egypt, right? Later in this passage, God will tell, Abraham or Abram still at this time, uh, your descendants are going to be enslaved, you know, that's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but right. I'm going to bring them out of there. Um, um, another thing that just sticks out to me is that, 
I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. And I'm immediately thinking of the commentary on this in Hebrews 11, where it made clear that they lived as sojourners in this land and they never possessed it. But God's promise is that no, not your descendants, Abraham, that's a part of it later, but Abraham, I'm giving you, you personally, uh, will inherit this land. And I, I just think of two things immediately out of the New Testament when Jesus is uh, commending the faith uh, of the centurion. And he says, and many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, talking about in the kingdom of heaven. Also, another thing, when Jesus has this conversation with the, the Sadducees, where they're talking about the resurrection and he reminds them that God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. And it's so it's not just about descendants possessing the land. There's more here because the promise is not just for his kids, but for him. Yeah. And this coming right on the, you know, right on the other side of that last promise uh, or, you know, Abraham's going to have a kid and Abraham right. having a kid would require God taking something dead and making it alive. Mm. This is the resurrecting God. Mm. Um, hey, oh, that's so beautiful. Uh, um, yeah, we talked about that. You and me, Nathan, I, mm -hmm. I loved that language. So, uh, oh, I, lo I, lo I love that. I, I meant to say in the show, if I didn't, when that came together for me in Romans, uh, and, and Genesis, you know, that was that was a game changer moment in learning how to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, so, so Nathan, walk us through this whole. What is this whole idea of these things being cut in half? These these animals. Uh, some of us are familiar with that. Others of us are not. We just it just seems grisly. Um, <laughs> like what's going on here? Why are these animals? split in two. Yeah. So uh, there were different ways to make covenants, uh, promises, treaties. Uh, think about them different ways in the Old Testament and in the surrounding culture, just during, in the, you know, in the ancient Near East, there were different ways to make binding contractual agreements between two parties. One of the ways uh, was to uh, take sacrifices because almost all covenants involve a sacrifice, right? Mm. You, you're, you're, you are representing that it's more than word of mouth, that there you're symbolically showing life is at stake here and I will be responsible to keep up my, my part of the deal. And so in, in this particular form, it's interesting, you have sacrifices and for all of those animals that are large enough, you, um, you split them in two and you kind of make a walkway through the middle of them, and both parties would pass through the pieces, essentially symbolizing I'm going to hold up my half of the deal. I think of those, you know, those old school Valentine's hearts, and each. How did the? By the way, how yeah. did the heart shape ever become the heart shape when it looks nothing like a heart? 
Yeah, if your heart looks like that, like the just the geometric perfect little you know curves, that that's terribly yeah, bad. But, Something's it, wrong with you. But anyway, but y'all know the Valentine's heart shape, right? It's like each yeah. one is half a piece. But in order to have love, you have to put the two pieces together. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of what's going on in the the imagery of sacrifice and covenant here. The animals that are large enough are split, and then both parties involved in the covenant would pass through the pieces to essentially demonstrate, I'm going to hold up my half of the deal, and if I don't, may I become like these sacrificed animals. Right. Um, Yeah, and we'll definitely, there's going to be a lot to say next week about this uh, when we get back to that. Uh, But there's, there's one other thing before we get wrapped up today that we do need to talk so about. So hold, hold hold on to that sacrifice imagery because that'll That's be right. that will be so, huge next week. Absolutely. So verse number 12 as the sun was going down. Now I'm going to ask Gandalf a question here. Because right. I actually mentioned this in church yesterday. I, 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 I'm already ready because I was about to say you mo- talked. Awkward moment if you get it wrong. <laughs> That's all right. You, you, talk, you talked about this yesterday during Easter. Because so, there's, there's not listening to the sermon and then there's not listening to the sermon on Easter. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Right. Especially like that's Matt's first day back in the pulpit in like, you know, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no um, pressure, Gandalf. You got this. Yeah, all right. See what so what Matt doesn't well what Matt doesn't know is that I'm like running around frantically while he's preaching trying to keep the sound yeah, system working. Of and, and this is this is kind of a good news bad job. news situation. If you get this wrong, your job at Tupelo could be on the line. But you're safe on the podcast because, as you have said <laughs> multiple times, there are three three contributors but one producer. Is that what you correct? Uh, don't, uh, there's only one producer, brother. Don't. <laughs> there's there's a lot of grace in Tupelo, Mississippi. So no oh, pressure. But All right. I am curious. But if for you real, call, there's pressure. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I am curious if you caught it. So what could what should be something that we should think about here? Because when we think the sun going down, we think about the end of we, the day. Yes, that's that's when the day is over. Right. The sun is going down. But is there? But you. But, yeah, but you talked about you talked about how the the way that the days were marked is that that was the beginning of a new day. Is that is that where you're going? Right. With this? And do you remember where it came from? I don't. Genesis that, that was, one. That was, the, that was the part where that was yeah. the part where the sound system glitched. And oh I the, no, that's okay. Attention. It's Genesis one. <laughs> the, you remember the evening and the morning. That's right. The evening and the morning for each of the days, and uh, you see this at Passover there when Jesus is crucified, is they had to get him down before the sun was going down because, because that would, that's it. it would be on a holy day because Saturday began on Friday evening. It's, it's just the way that they, uh, the sa- it's just the way that it worked. So the, the evening comes first. And I just love that. And this is what I mentioned yesterday. Then came the morning. Then came the morning that the evening came and all the work that God was doing. And I think about the spirit of God hovering over the face of the water took place in the dark, but the morning comes. And so. So you're you're, you're highlighting you. You've definitely got a tie back to creation going on. That's right. And and so, Nathan, is it fair to say 
that the sun was going down rather than looking at it in a Western perspective and thinking, wow, this is the end of something. If we're looking at it from a biblical perspective and connecting the dots to Genesis 1, sun going down language is talking about the beginning of something. That's it. And, and you know, and, and it's kind of like uh, the very next words, a deep sleep fell on Abraham. When's the last time we heard about a deep sleep? Oh, I bet Gandalf no. knows that too. Well, that's the uh, when Adam fell asleep for the creation of Eve. That's it. And so Adam falling into a deep sleep is not the... It's that passage is not highlighting. Oh, it was the end of Adam's day. It was the beginning of what God was going to do in providing him a partner, right? Mm. Yeah. It, uh, not, um, and not that, just that, a partner, so but a, a a helper whose the the word. Remember, it means savior. Eater. Yeah, eater. Um, it's the same eater from Genesis two. Is the same word you see in First Samuel seven when God delivers his people and Samuel holds up the. The Eben Eater, the stone of help. Without mm-hmm. this, we would have been slaughtered. Um, yes. Um, and so I want to hit one more thing before we leave on a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and behold, dreadful and great darkness. This is Koshik. This is also creation language. So mm-hmm. why, why, why build up to talking about darkness right before God speaks to Abraham in in? 13. How does the creation account go? Well, the earth was formless and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. What's the first thing God creates? Oh, well, I mean, he lights it up. It's not the exact first thing. He lights it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let there be light. And he does so through speaking. What's interesting in the verses that follow, we'll unpack this next week, is light imagery will be enormously significant and pay attention to what God says. So, so I, yeah. Well, as, it, as we it says this, darkness. Uh, go yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's yeah. You're right, Nathan, because it says the darkness fell upon him, and then the very first words of of uh, verse 13, which we'll get to next week, it says, "And then the Lord said." So yeah, it fits. Good old well, bad young mayor. <laughs> so also going back to Genesis chapter one verse two, the whole idea that it was formless and void. I'll, uh, that it was, do you remember we talked about the language of chaos? No order, right. chaos. And when you think about Abram, and he's an old man, he hasn't had a child, all of these circumstances seem to be pulling apart the promise. And I, I, I love what happens in verse 13, and we're going to unpack it more. But the first thing God says to him is, says, then the Lord said to Abraham, know for certain that your offspring. And then we're going to talk about it next week. But like the darkness is not dark to God. The chaos is not beyond his control. We see this as a new beginning. And God is going to fulfill his covenants and promises. Yeah. And I love... Um uh, I love that, you know, the word for sleep, we, we mentioned this has not occurred since Genesis 2.21. Um, this is another one of those, you go all the way through Genesis 1 and it keeps showing how good God is. You know, it was good, it was good, it was good. It was exceedingly good. Um, and then you have, it was not good for the man to be alone. And that's when he puts him to sleep. 
Yeah. Um, this word has not been used, uh, to my knowledge, since Genesis 2.21. And you know, There's something here we need to talk about in the future, because it's amazing to me how many times in Genesis alone people encounter God when they're sleeping. And whether it be do- dreams, visions, you know. So Wrestling so matches. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, man, there, um, there's so much here, but we're out of time. Uh, I've actually got to go and take an infusion for antibiotics, so I've got to leave right now. But we're it's just so good to be back. It's so good to be talking about the body. Welcome back. <laughs> well, well Matt, we, we hope that you... Re- <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, we, we hope that you uh, you receive both an end of chaos and a beginning of peace. A, for, uh, a, for and we are praying for you, the deep sleep of Abram. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just dropping the dreadful and great darkness. Just, <laughs> just deep sleep is all, all I'm looking for. And listener, if you would like to have a succession of chaos <laughs> by not having the podcast every Tuesday morning, I have just the fix. If you like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, every Tuesday morning you'll receive a notification that we have a new episode out. So maybe we, you can consider that like a little covenant between us. We'll provide the episode every Tuesday morning, and you'll listen every Tuesday morning. But you know, it won't. You won't have to pass through any pieces. It'll be fine. That's what I'm saying. No upload. animals were we, harmed in the making of this. Podcast. No animals are harmed. <laughs> we know you're not listening every single Tuesday, and we're not producing an episode every single Tuesday. So it's okay. It's we're all square. But we will see you back next week, and we'll have a new episode for you. Until then, you have a good one. See you next time. It's so good to hear you say that, Matt. Shalom. Oh. <laughs> Gandalf's real name is James. Oh.